Yay. Okay. All right, today we are chatting with Lauren Hannaford. She is Obsidian's new Director of Client Services, um, but she is not new to Obsidian. She has been with Obsidian for nine years and actually started her PR career at Obsidian as an intern. Over the last nearly decade of serving clients in a number of industries, she's developed a mindset focused on goals and on charting the course for a client to surpass those goals. So she's definitely, uh, let me start over. <laughs> I've skipped ahead. Today we are chatting with Lauren Hannaford, who is Obsidian's new Director of Client Services. She's been with Obsidian for nine years and actually started her PR career at Obsidian as an intern. So over the last nearly decade of serving clients in a number of industries, she's developed a mindset focused on goals and on charting a course for each client to surpass those goals. She grew up in Memphis and shares the city's excitement in seeing revitalization, positive change, and progressive resources for underserved communities. So congratulations, Lauren, on your promotion. Thank you. Um, and tell us a little bit about what your new role is going to be like and how your experience has prepared you to take on this new role. Well, it's really exciting, and I feel like it was just a natural step into this position. Um, I think my first first day on the job, so to speak, it just felt right for me. And like, I just knew exactly what to do because I've experienced it with you and um, with pr our couple previous directors. So, um, so far I've been loving it the past, I guess, week and a half or so. Um, but what I am handling now is basically just managing the day-to-day -day activities of our team, um, staying on top of what's going on for all of our clients, handling editing, um, advising the team on strategies and overall uh, goals and objectives for all of our clients, um, and then just trying to serve as a mentor as best I can um, since we have such a range of experience levels and ages here now. That's true. Yep. Well, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, so what are you most excited about in taking on this new role? Well, I'm really excited about getting to work uh, closely with all of our clients right. instead of just my set um, client roster. So I went from having about 12 to 14 uh, clients, including projects that I, you know, was the main point of contact and the person driving the train on all those accounts to being the one person who oversees and gets to learn about every single client on our roster. So that's really cool. Um, and it's been really interesting to dive into that over the past week. And read and learn through editing documents what is going on with all of our clients. And it has kind of given me a bigger, I guess, like bird's eye view of where our clients are in their industries and then what they're doing here in Memphis. And then also seeing how some of those actually like intertwine with each other. So yeah. it's really cool. I remember when I moved to director of client services from an account manager position, similar to, to how you did. Um, it was interesting because, you know, as a firm, we're very col collaborative and brainstorming mm -hmm. on our other clients and things like that, but you're still very focused on your roster. Mm -hmm. And so when you move into like this director client, you kind of, your eyes are open to all the clients that we work with. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, as much of a cheerleader as you are for your roster, you become a cheerleader for mm -hmm. all of them. And it's it's really fun. And yep. uh, so I'm, I think you're going to do great in this role. I'm excited for you, Thank um, you. to move into this role. Thank you. Um, and you mentioned, you know, that um, one of the things you're most excited about is working with more of our clients. And so today I thought it would be a good for us to discuss kind of successfully launching new client relationships because it's so important. So what would you say is the most important thing you can do to successfully launch a new client relationship? 
All right. Number one thing for me is communicate, communicate, communicate. Absolutely. I, I say that three times because it is crucial, especially that first month and even first three months to learn each other's style of communication and what is going to work best for us, but also for the client and then their staff and team um, that will be working with us. And I've just seen, you know, on occasion here and there where a client, um, you know, they bring us on and they are just swamped with their business, with their everyday life. And it can be somewhat challenging or somewhat difficult if we are not communicating as frequently as possible during that first month to three months um, to really get things off the ground. So um, that's one thing that when, you know, I would bring a new client on board that I really tried to stay on top of, like, hey, the first three months, let's have a phone call or meet every two weeks. Or for some clients, it was every week. And I think at the end of that, it really, um, you know, charts out the best path moving forward. So then after you get over that initial um, launch period, it's kind of like, all right, we know just what to do. We know, you know, how often we need to meet, how often we need to talk, and we know the client really well. So we can kind of take, um, you know, everything that we plan for that client and move forward. And all they have to do is just respond and give us a- approval. And, you know, we don't have to talk for you know it it reminds me a little bit of like when you first start in a relationship you know like dating or whatever you you wouldn't get very far in learning about each other if you only saw each other once a month you know Mm -hmm. so kind of Mm -hmm. going on dates almost like but like (laughs) getting to know each other and and also communicating uh, learning how they communicate is so important too I think that's Mm -hmm. a good Mm -hmm. point I know that, you know, one of the things we often do or we always do to kick off a relationship is the communication analysis. So I was going to get you to talk a little bit about this uh, meeting and what it entails and what we're trying to accomplish with a communication analysis meeting in the beginning. Sure, sure. So we like to set those communication analysis meetings as soon as possible after the agreement is signed um, and formalized, and it usually includes you know, your account team, your whole account team, the director of client services, which is me. Sometimes our owner, Courtney, will um, be involved in those when we uh, feel like that's needed. And uh, the, the client's team um, right. who might be interacting with us in, you know, over the course of the relationship um, will be there so that we can garner as much feedback and as many point of views as possible. Um, and then, you know, we just take, um, you know, sometimes three, I think I've even been in, uh, communication analysis meetings that were like four hours, um, uh, to really dig in and ask questions and listen and take really, really good notes. Um, so we can take all of that feedback and then come back to the table and really dive into our strategic plan and, um, then present what we think is best for that client and best for the project. And and sometimes even come back and say, hey, we know you, you hired us for X, Y, Z, but we really think you don't need X, Y, Z. You need ABC instead. Exactly. So um, it's just a really good time to learn about who they are and Um, Like I said, ask really good questions and dig into their business or organization and understand how it works and what their challenges are. And 
um, where they need to grow and want to grow. And yeah, then we just go forth and conquer. Right. And so definitely a communication analysis meeting is one of the first steps that we take. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, we do, there is, it takes time to gather that information. But what are some of the other steps, you know, that we, we often try to initiate to ensure a successful launch of Mm -hmm. a client relationship? Mm -hmm. Well, one thing uh, that seems to happen frequently, and it's kind of funny, um, well, the point is, I guess, gathering collateral. So when we work with a new client, we need everything that you have in your office or, you know, on your desktop, like headshots, logos, previous marketing or communication files, Um, We like to do an inventory and evaluation of what you already have so we can kind of right track things if it's not where it needs to be um, and recommend some really good like design partners to come in and help us out. Um, But it's funny how many people don't have a professional headshot. I'm like, hey, can I get your headshot? Okay, let me let me take a picture real quick. And it's, you know, like an iPhone selfie and. To be honest, that is just not going to work. Right. I want you to look great in your professional headshot and be comfortable with us sending your photo out uh, to the media and to whoever else might need it. So I always like to recommend, um, hey, let me get you set up with a photographer. They'll come out, take your photo, and you're just going to love it. It's going to look really nice. And, you know, if it, we're really in a pinch, we'll come out and take a photo with our camera in the the fashion that we know the, the media likes to get those. So um, well, that's, that's just point. one thing, gathering all the stuff. Yeah, and sometimes, <laughs> like you said, you know, they don't have some of that stuff. So a headshot's definitely something. But, you know, bios, too. You know, some, mm-hmm. those are some of the first oh, steps yeah. I think we, we look at, like, okay, we're about to start telling your story out there. Yep. So what does your website look like? And this is all part of, you know, our research phase. And mm-hmm. what um, what do you have that we could present to the media? You know, do you have a boilerplate for your news releases? You know, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I know that sometimes it takes time just to get all that together before we start launching because those are the elements that um, just help us tell the story to the media right, when it comes right. time to start pushing those news releases out or pitching stories or yeah. those kind of things. So um, good points there. And on the, the other hand, we we do a lot of research, um, you know, online, like media stories and social media, and we kind of gather, um, you know, or gauge what influence you have here in Memphis or whatever market the client might be in. So we look for things like what people are saying about this business or organization or what kind of news stories have come up in the past, like um, thing announcements they've made, or it could be bad press, or it could be, um, you know, just new hire announcements and that kind of thing. So we just like to do a lot of research and really dig into um, what's been said about your organization or business out in the community um, prior to us engaging one another and, and kicking off the relationship. That's really important to know how we need to communicate with your audiences moving forward. That's a very good point. 
Um, so you mentioned, you know, okay, so we've come together, we've gotten the communication analysis meeting done, we've, you know, started gathering our thoughts, we're doing our research. So you mentioned too, you know, we, we can put together a plan and move forward. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about the strategic action plans that we're going to put together in the beginning of a client relationship. You know, what would you say are some of the elements of a good communications action plan? Well, first and foremost, we want to lay out very clear and measurable objective. So that will tell us what we want to accomplish over the course of this retainer. Um, The next thing is going to be strategies and tactics. That's actually what we are going to do for you. So whether that's, um, you know, strictly media relations or if it's media relations and social media or or maybe you need um, some help rebranding or branding or really getting your voice Uh, down for your business um, and things like that. So creative um, elements of what we're going to do. And then, um, you know, just tactics. (laughs) So move into tactics. Okay, so once we figure uh, what your objectives are and those strategies and tactics, we will chart those out on a timeline Um, And that timeline could be organized based on like an end, an end date, like a special event, like a culminating event, like it's a, you know, 100th anniversary, or it's the launch of a new restaurant, or it's, um, you know, really massive program that, that a client is launching. So we you know, back up our timeline. Hopefully we have a year. That would be wonderful. But if we only have six months or three months, we chart out that timeline leading up to what, you know, covering everything we need to accomplish leading up to that that special goal. And if that's not the case, if you don't have, you know, a culminating event, like I mentioned, it's just what do we want to accomplish over the next year? And so we lay out that timeline based on um, you know, the what our goals are for that entire year, and then we would evaluate after that. So, yeah, and I think the timeline is such an important element that um, maybe PR professionals who aren't working in an agency environment uh, fail to do. You know, you have your plan and you have all these things that you, all these strategies and tactics, but if you don't outlay, lay them out in some sort of outline or a timeline, it just it's gonna it's easier it helps you execute through them you know this month this is what we're focusing Mm -hmm. on next month that's what they're focusing Mm -hmm. on and I know in our world you know a client might be really excited about something that we had talked about doing and then they say well when are we going to get that done and we can say well we laid it out for two Mm -hmm. months from now and this is why and Mm -hmm. we have these elements to focus on first I just think it helps organize what you're going to do and make sure that you're right you know able to stay on target throughout that right and for clients that we've been working with for you know five to 10 years, or even after year two or year three, we might not necessarily have an annual timeline every single year, but we have some form of timeline or set of goals each year. So we work with um, a client who is a pretty large uh, franchise, and this year we laid out our goals in quarter. So we have a focus area um, for every quarter of the year. So... um, now we're you know, we're moving into the third uh, focus area, and we have a whole set of strategy strategies and tactics just for that one focus area. So exactly. that that works for clients who've you know been around for a long time. 
And I think in the director of client services position, um, it helps for our knowing that all most of our clients have those plans so that those are things we can check touch base in on too. Mm -hmm. And it's not just kind of this like what they're doing generally. Mm -hmm. We know, we can look and say, okay, this client has Mm -hmm. has these things on target. Where are we on this? Mm -hmm. And so that Mm -hmm. helps us really guide that relationship too. It does. Well, Lauren, I think um, this has been a great discussion and I thank you for sharing your insights. I know you're going to... do wonderfully at this position, and um, I think you'll really enjoy it too. Thank so, you. Congratulations again, and thanks again for your time today. Yes, thank you. All right. That's it. I didn't ask that last question.